0: Is
1: urgent care. Urgent, <laughs> care urgent care
0: Urgent care is the place you go when you don't have any other option Urgent care Urgent care I see a lot of myself in this collar yeah,
1: Same here Wee 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 Welcome to Urgent Care. This is, as always, Jolkin Booster. And
0: starting now, Mitra Jahari. Oh.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad you finally landed on a name. I know. It was so hard to co host with you, just trying to figure it out.
0: Wishy Washy.
1: I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> you guys,
0: Kishibashi, remember him?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: that's my impression of Kishibashi.
0: I had such a crush on Kishibashi when I was in college.
1: I um, I loved that that album that we all loved. You know the one. Me too. <laughs> and you know the podcast called Urgent Care here at Urgent Care. We are here to help you in much the same way an urgent care does, which means sort of half heartedly not caring whether you live or die.
0: And most likely will die. Well, yeah. we all will die. We which is, that's die. actually the first time anyone has ever expressed that sentiment. Is in it, a podcast? Like, we're all going to die. Like every person will people die. People are
1: veering off the road right now. People, are, <laughs> people just heard that and went, What? And oh my then,
0: God. She's a philosopher. <laughs>
1: Crazy.
0: It is. It is nice that I, I feel like we kind of had a nice intro and then immediately went off the rails with the kishibashi stuff. So yeah, I,
1: you, I am glad you brought me <laughs> completely to a place of absolute um, pandemonium.
0: Every time I think we're gonna stick the landing, something happens, and normally it's like. I hear a sound that makes me think of another sound.
1: Well, it's it's just like we're always sitting here and we're always like chatting like two normal people and they're like, okay, ready to go. And I'm always (laughs) like, no, I'm not ready. I'm never ready. I'm never ready to start.
0: I'm cool and fun. And then we start the podcast and I stop uh, working.
1: (laughs) I know. It's like our chemistry off. Listen, you guys, I know some of you really love our chemistry on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Many of you do not like it. (laughs) Um, But... The thing is, is when we're off off this podcast, when we're off mic.
0: We're usually hooking up. We but-
1: are just <laughs> dick in mouth, <laughs> vag on top of my forehead, because mm-hmm. that's where you like
0: it. I, yeah, normally- You like me
1: to just- like a mountain goat.
0: Just yeah, just sort ugh. of ram into it. <laughs> and hopefully by the time we're done with this podcast, I'll have stretched wide enough, <laughs> no. like gauges, like ear, ear gauges, so that you can fit your whole head forehead, whole head inside of me. But as of right now, it's just thump, thump, thump.
1: Oh, anyways, we're here to give you advice. <laughs> we are here to give you advice. Um, we'll get to that in a second. How are you doing, Mitra? I'm
0: great today. Um... Today, uh, a couple days ago, I rearranged my room and I feel really good about that. (laughs) (laughs) I looked up. Round
1: of applause. I
0: looked up like philosophy on where the bed should face.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to take another fucking class at a community (laughs) college or something.
0: (laughs) No, but my pottery class is tonight. Um, (laughs) Well, our episodes come out on the nights of my pottery class, which I think is really nice. (laughs) You should have – I wish the listeners could see the hate in Joel's (laughs) eyes as I said the least interesting thing that anyone has ever said. You
1: need to get back to work. I really need to have a job. need to be in writer's room because –
0: I have nothing (laughs) – there's nothing that's going on in my head.
1: See, and I thought this is the first week that I've had free in a long time where I'm not on a plane or um, on set. And um, mm. I thought I, have, <laughs> I thought it would be like the chillest. I thought I'd be having sex at three o'clock in the afternoon every single goddamn day. And As then, you deserve. And yet it has not. It has been the busiest, most stressful week of my entire life, and I want to die. Um, just I came. I I I ordered every piece of furniture that will exist in my house last week and so it's all arrived this week and my neighbors are furious with me and I have so many boxes in my apartment now that it's really caused me so much stress and I called 311 for the first time yesterday sort of in the same way that people call our podcast to get advice and I (laughs) called 311 and I don't I don't really know what 311 is for And I I sort of learned this the hard way by calling (laughs) 311.
0: Well, it's like a third of the help that 911 can
1: offer. Yeah. And well, and it's so funny because when you call 311, the first thing you hear is they're like um and just be sure this is not 911 if you have a medical emergency you called the wrong line honey um <laughs> and i called 311 and i and they were like hi and i was like yeah so i'm just moved and i have all these boxes cuz i got all my furniture online millennial and
0: and were they so charmed by that no they were <laughs> not
1: charmed by any of it and i was like and now i've got all these boxes and they won't fit in my garbage cans and i don't really know what to do? And she was like, mm, <laughs> what, I don't. What, what's your question? And I was like, okay, so what do I do with the boxes? <laughs> and she was like, well, we don't do like um, that. Like, if it doesn't fit in the can, then you have to sort of figure it out. And I was like, okay, but what are you for? You know, and, and she was did like,
0: did her head explode? She's like, I've never thought about my purpose until right now.
1: Um, and we just kind of sort of went around in that circle for a while, where she's like, okay, well, I can't help you, and I was like, okay, but I can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do I do with the boxes, Lynette? And she was like, I don't know. You have to do. A what so did I, you discover? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. I discovered. It's actually. That-
0: I'm glad because the worst thing that could happen is you explain what you're gonna do with your boxes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and it really sucks Because I bought this mirror specifically So I could send nudes to lovers Because there's not really good mirrors in my house right Is now. it
0: like like it's full floor length, length, full full length.
1: length Floor ceiling And I can't really use it right now Because the boxes are in the background of all the shots So if anybody knows what I should do The only useful thing I found online Was someone was like You gotta take the boxes Get them soaking wet Leave them overnight soaking wet And then you come out in the morning and they'll be so pliable that you can stuff them in the garbage cans. But I don't think Dana, producer Dana is shaking her head. (laughs) Are you the one who put this online? You little freak. Um, I don't know. I didn't think that my entire week could be ruined by cardboard boxes. But here we are.
0: I have a dark confession to make regarding cardboard boxes, oh no. which is I have a garage, and um, the boxes from when I moved to Los Angeles are still in that garage because I, I myself have not yet figured out <laughs> what to do with them. Well, don't call
1: three one one, honey, because Lynette will not help you.
0: <laughs> uh, well, we're exciting. Very <laughs> yeah, we
1: very exciting. Um, but on to an exciting. We we do have a call, sort of, um, with a. Um, Sort of a, as an update to a situation yes, that I had. A you had a huge issue. Ago. I had a huge issue, which um, which tra-
0: which uh, traveled across several episodes, and we really did not receive we any never feedback, or have, received despite feedback. the fact that we really wanted
2: it.
1: Yep, and yet we're about to get some. Run that track, Dana. So I'm
2: calling just to um, give Joel a couple tips about his.
1: Beach party drug kerfuffle. Um, Name of my movie. If he goes to wherever the party is a day early or a couple days early, he can, you know, bring the drugs with him. Um, pick a spot in the sand that he'll remember or can easily mark and just uh, bury Easy to them. Do. Then when he's at the party, he can dig them up and,
2: yeah. It's a foolproof plan, if you ask me. Alright, bye.
1: So I want to share with you guys um, that the party happened, and I did this. And (laughs) he said it was a foolproof plan, and yet there's one little thing, one little thing that we forgot to take into account when we did this. What? The tides. The tides. No. No. Because I picked a spot. I picked a spot that was, I, at the time, sand, and then at the time of the party, water. No. All the drugs. No. Washed away.
0: No. <laughs> so then all the fish in the sea got so fucked up. All the so fish in the up. sea
1: got so fucked up. They didn't know what the floor versus the ceiling was. They were so slurring, slurring, messy, messy, messy whale, messy little, messy whale.
0: <laughs> that's, <laughs> messy my, little whale. that's my movie. Messy that's, little whale. <laughs> messy little
1: whale. And mine is Beach Drugs Kerfuffle. Yes. I don't know. It's so long ago. I can't remember what he said.
0: I know. It's been days since we listened to that. First <laughs> <whale>. <laughs> Spiritually. <laughs>
1: Spiritually days. <dazed>. Um <laughs>
0: Well, thank you for offering the help, and please, at any time, if you ever want to offer advice to us or any of our listeners, you feel that you have life experience or none, because we also have no life experience, Mm -mm. as evidenced by the intro to this podcast, if you want to weigh in, please call or leave emails and offer help to your fellow listeners because I really want there to be a community.
1: Call or leave emails.
0: Leave emails. So you
1: sort of just write the email and like what I did with the drugs, just sort of leave it and wait for the tides to wash it away into our inbox. To
0: me, they're leaving it because it's not like we're responding. No, you're leaving a
1: voicemail and you're sending an email, you stupid, <laughs> stupid bitch.
0: All right. Well, uh, as always, I love seeing my friend Joel.
1: <laughs> the email address is urgentcarepod at gmail.com. And the phone number is... 323-334-0371. Three, three,
0: three, three, that's 323-334-0371. Three, 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 three,
1: you know what's sad is I looked at this because I was like, it would be so fun to be able to say, we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. like... Oh, like call 323. My ass, ass.
0: Was, <laughs> was your first. I yeah. remember.
1: But because the zero is in there, we can't do it. There's nothing we can do.
0: You know what I really wish? Three, two, three, eat shit. <laughs>
1: I would love that, and that's perfect. That actually, I'm going to say that's what it is, but we'll have to clarify that that's not real.
0: Yeah, it's it's not actually three, two, three, eat shit, but it is. But spiritually, it spiritually, is. and this of all uh, as always is a religious podcast, mm-hmm. and and by we are funded by Joel Osteen, <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully by the end of the 50 episodes, we will know what religion it is. <laughs>
1: Stay tuned (laughs) and stay with us after the break. We're going to get to a very specific call with one of my fucking gay elders about one of my gay elders, I should say. Huge.
0: That is huge. Bye. Bye.
1: (laughs) And we're back and we have a very fun call and one that I have some thoughts about and I hope you have some thoughts about too.
0: I hope I do. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> what would this podcast be if we didn't have thoughts about the calls?
0: We have, I would say too many thoughts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> DJ Dana, run that track.
2: <laughs> Hi, this is Jordan. Um, I hope I'm leaving this message correctly. Um, so my situation is uh, for the Urgent Care podcast and big fans of Joel and Nitra um, is, I currently live with a roommate. It's my boyfriend, myself, and my roommate. We're all gay, and we live in the house together. And my roommate is <laughs> very progressive most of the time, mm-hmm. and um, we, we agree on a lot of things. But the other day, after the whole um, Ellen De- DeGeneres and George uh, W. sitting together, I was fuming in the kitchen about it, saying how upset I was. And my roommate said, oh, I don't think Ellen did anything wrong. Um, And if you guys happen to think Ellen did nothing wrong, then I guess this would be a really weird um, message to leave. But anyway, um, I was trying to explain to him how I think that being friends with a war criminal and um, someone who was very actively homophobic was really, really bad. And his defense was, well, I think that we should – sit down and talk to people that um, are homophobic, so then they'll become less homophobic, which I get on principle, but I think there's a big difference between being friends with George W. Bush and being friends with someone who supported George W. Bush. I'm not sure. Um, but I guess my question is, how do you... I haven't talked about it with him since because I was so upset that I was really shaking in my kitchen. I had to retreat to my bedroom. How do I go about either slowly radicalizing him, that he'll change his mind, or, I don't know, revisit the conversation, because I think he got defensive, and I think he automatically shut down. So I just want to change this part about him, but, you know, ultimately you can't change people, I guess. But um, would love some advice. Uh,
1: Thank you. Bye. I love this. I love this so much. Um, Would you
0: call this person, um, I'd like to pitch Shaking in the Kitchen. Shaking in the
1: Kitchen. (laughs) Shaking in the Kitchen is such a mood for me. I feel that so hard. Mm -hmm. And and before we jump in, I do want to say, how dare you come for Ellen? my good friend ellen <laughs> my good friend good friend of the podcast we would not be here if it wasn't for ellen and the work that she has done mm-hmm. for our community sending people into haunted houses hiding <laughs> behind doorways jumping out and <laughs> scaring them which actually those are two things that i really do enjoy that she does but
0: i love when people get
1: scared i love it so much i love it so much um i w- but here's what i'll say i don't think like this is not something – okay, well, this is also – I have to say, the people listening – you listening to this now, this podcast, are now listening to this in deep December, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is very dated. But it is crazy to me because we received this e- voicemail in November, I want to say. Yeah. Months. <laughs> weeks. <laughs> yeah. Weeks after the it, picture of It was Alan never topical.
0: No, it was – So we're uh, fine to respond to it, it is, in a non-topical I way. I know, but it is
1: funny <laughs> to me that this guy is – that – Shaking in the kitchen is sending this to us. I don't, I'm he's still so thinking about it. To, he's so – yeah, it's so late. But I love that because I also hold grudges and I'm mad about things for a long time. But um, I think that there's a lot of um, demand from people to sort of like sit down and discuss things and like nobody can disagree anymore. Purity, purity. Like, oh, like if you – Disagree about like the basics of human rights for a certain group of people. Like, why can't we disagree about that anymore? Like, that's silly. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't think that we need to sit down and discuss things with homophobes necessarily. Yeah, I think that people's reactions to Ellen's photos with George W. Bush, though, that is where I think that is one of the final frontiers of like what we can disagree about. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I think it's okay. Like, I I'm on your side, shaking in the kitchen. I think. Ellen was – her defense of it – like, the, the picture was bad enough. The defense of it was worse. But, like, I think you're – you can have – like, this is a, an area of disagreement that you should be able to have with your friend. Yes. And it's not the end of the world. It's not – like, especially if you agree on the important things.
0: I agree. Then yeah. I think
1: you you can sort of have this moment of, like, okay, we can agree to disagree. Because there's a lot of things that I, I don't think – are in that area, you know? Like.
0: Right. I mean, I think like the more fundamental thing of whether you can sit down and talk to someone isn't that you disagree with. I don't think is something that you can like, a quick conversation about Ellen DeGeneres isn't going to resolve the fact that, like, this person has a fundamental disagreement with you about how to resolve differences with people or, like, how—like, if they think it's worthwhile to sit down with people who are bigoted in some way. And you clearly don't, and they do. So that is a much larger yeah. discussion outside of the Ellen thing. Right. And I think you can let the Ellen thing go uh, just for the sake of uh, your own well-being. <laughs> yeah, and this
1: isn't, like, Israel v. Palestine. Yeah. You know, like, this is I would
0: love to hear what you think about that.
1: Mm. I think everybody needs to come to the table and sit down and say, hey, we're all human
0: beings. <laughs> okay? Ooh, I just like Did pitted see, through my you, blouse. The listeners
1: can't see me twirling my hair. and, and, and that But Joel a, is. And that was an important part of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I like... Listen, I I also don't think we need to sit down with homophobes, but if there are gay people out there who are willing to do that, God bless, Godspeed, go get get it done. Yeah, if
0: you want to use your precious one life to do that, go for it. Go
1: for <laughs> it. I'm not. I I also so I mean I think the the bigger underlying issue here is um, the fact that apparently neither of you were able to have this this discussion or disagreement without shaking in the kitchen. Yes, and I trust me that I don't know if I've ever been able to have a serious discussion with or disagreement with anyone without shaking a little bit.
0: No, me neither.
1: Did I talk about the Uber that I was in in St. Louis? The guy who said,
0: Mm-mm.
1: he was like, we drove pot past Washington University and he was like, the more expensive that school gets, the uglier the women who go there. <laughs> and, and I was like, and this was like the fifth, like terrible misogynistic thing he'd said to me in this like five minute car ride. And I was like, This is my moment. This is when I should like speak up and speak out. And all I could muster was
0: interesting theory. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Taking a page out of the Mitra conflict (laughs) handbook, I see. (laughs) I
1: I mean, uh, you know, he was wearing a cowboy hat, which is dangerous. Um, Yes.
0: Your life was already in danger the moment you set foot in the car. Yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, so I get like not being able to have that discussion immediately. But if it's still like bothering you then like send him a google cal invite say meet me in the kitchen 2 p.m sunday bring your, your sweat, sweat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but ultimately i think if if all things being considered you get along really well with this person you can let this one go
0: okay 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 joel okay stop calling into our podcast
1: with your shitty qu- no I'm kidding this is we love this one we love we
0: this, love one, so this one and I was pretending that Joel was the person who called <gasps>
1: in. him <laughs> interesting theory
0: interesting theory that's my new catchphrase <laughs> I'm stealing it from you okay interesting theory interesting one time theory. I told a guy in college that I wasn't um that I wasn't interested in him and that um, I was seeing someone else and he responded to me by saying, that's good information. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wish it was interesting. Theory.
0: I mean, it, it is, it is, it is on the same plane yeah. as uh, interesting theory. That's, <clears> good, <throat> that's good information. I think about it often.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless transition. Um, <clears throat> Ellen. And we we go from one um lesbian who's a villain and to a lesbian that is um a hero, mm-hmm. I think in my mind.
3: Yes. Um
1: So I'll read this one. Hey, guys. So a week ago, I was considering writing this email about one thing, but there's an entirely new wrench in things that arose recently. My girlfriend and I have been dating for about three months, and I have been trying to find the right time to tell her that I love her for a while now, maybe almost a month. However, she recently told me that she still hasn't told her parents that we're dating, which made me very sad, and I don't know what to do about it. The thing is that she also hasn't told them that she's queer, so telling them she has a girlfriend is wrapped up in coming out to her parents. Also, I don't want to force her to do that. She seems to think that they'd be okay with it, hypothetically, given that they're both open-minded progressives. And her brother knows we're dating, but I can't get rid of how small it made me feel when she said that. It's also a family dynamic thing. Their family doesn't really talk about things like this, and apparently her straight brother similarly referred to his girlfriend as his friend for like a year before their mom finally asked if they were together. All this to say that I don't know what to do about it, and now the idea of telling her that I love her is laughable when her parents don't even know we're together. What should I do? Sincerely, Sad Ellen. (laughs) (laughs) she, She didn't name herself that that I did the sad theme Ellen. of the, the
0: theme of this episode is of course Ellen,
1: Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> sad Ellen oh I this is this is a bummer this made me sad to read me and too. I feel for you here's the thing <clears throat> I don't think that your girlfriend coming out or not coming out. I don't think that is a reflection of you or your relationship. I think it's a completely separate thing. And I I don't want to discount your feelings here because they're very real. Completely valid.
0: I totally get it. I have been with someone who did not tell his parents about me for a very long time and it was very hurtful, but it it did not like it it said more about to me that says more about the person and their relationship with their family especially yes. evidenced by what the brother did yeah. which seems to not even be couched in sexuality and more mm-hmm. just like a lack of communication in general
1: yeah I, that is like that's such an important piece of context to this question because i think like that shows that like okay there's there's definitely something going on with this family and yes. so i while i don't think that you need to be um you need to take this as necessarily a personal affront to you or the validity of your relationship with this woman. I do think it is a a moment you need to take for yourself of like, okay, this is clearly an issue with this family. Yes.
0: And is that something that like in the long term I can deal with and something that I want to be a part of or how much do I have to deal with it or how much do I have to be a part of it? Like if your girlfriend is... Like, despite this sort of lack of uh, communication, really involved with her family on a regular basis or something, and it's something that you would really have to g- grapple with regularly, then I think figure out what that means to you and, like, if you if it's worth it.
1: Yeah, I don't know how long I would wait before telling my family who knows that I'm gay, but I just have a very fraught relationship sort of communicatively with them so i don't even know and the thing is is like i'm thinking about it now it would have nothing to do with the quality of the relationship or the I person
0: personally it would
1: be completely comp- compartmentalized from that
0: yeah i mean i personally take a long time to tell my family about people that i'm seeing just because like they live far away and yeah. like if i'm gonna talk to them about a romantic partner i want them to i, I don't want to be like i don't know i just want it it feels like a big deal to uh, inform my family, so I'm like, better be worth it, Yeah, <laughs> especially because my family very desperately wants me to be married. So as soon as they find out that I have a partner, wedding bells are ringing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it, and the coming out of it is not like a no small thing either. Mm-hmm. Like that is like a huge paradigm shift for anybody. And I think it's like, I don't know how long you've been out, Sad Ellen. I've been out for a long time, so it's always like strange for me. It's, it, it always does take me a moment to sort of shift into like thinking about that experience for a person but it really did like I didn't get a choice I didn't get I didn't choose to come out to my parents when I when they found out I was gay um and I don't know like it's just such a personal thing and mm-hmm. it's a huge thing and, and like everybody has to sort of take it at their own pace and you know I don't know I think there's different schools of thought on it and I mean if uh, again, I just think you maybe give her a little bit of grace,
0: and I think I think also just like talk to her about the way that all of this stuff is making you feel, because the way that you are able to move through this sort of difficult emotional dynamic will inform your relationship, yes. and like then maybe you'll have answers that, and maybe that'll lead you to your "I love you" moment, yeah. or
1: it'll because. And here's the other thing: is it's not unfair for you to want someone who is ready to be out and all in. Mm-hmm. With their family, that's not unfair of you, but that just might not be this person. Yeah, and it's it's separate from I think the other things. But good luck to you, Sad Ellen. I hope you get a, fr- a television show.
0: I hope that you become a happy Ellen. Me too, <laughs> happy Ellen.
1: I hope you sit next to a fucking war criminal.
0: <laughs> have, yeah, have you actually just try and find um, a war criminal, and then they'll probably be open with you. Mm-hmm. That's my advice.
1: And on that, we're gonna take a break. <laughs>
0: We're back from, you guessed it, commercial. Okay. (laughs) Brutal. We were really doing a lot of stuff in unison until that point.
1: I know we broke it. I'm (sighs) sorry. All right. We're back
0: from (gasps) commercial. Oh no.
1: (laughs) All right. Now it's comedy again.
0: Damn. Uh, So we're back from up break. break. Okay. <laughs> and we have got a voicemail that we're going to play, uh, something that I think a lot of us can probably relate to. Mm-hmm. Hit that track,
3: Dana. Hi, Joel. Hi, Mitra. I called earlier, but I'm a rambler, so it cut me off a little. Uh, but I'm from Boston, um, and I just sort of have this question about navigating post-grad um, social dynamics. Um, so basically, I have this friend who I've known since I was 10. She's one of my oldest friends. Um, We met doing community theater of all things. Um, And like, we were like, so, so, so tight all through middle school and high school. Um, Like she was one of my best friends, Um, but like we met doing community theater. We didn't go to the same school. We had like sort of a crew of community theater people, but like didn't have a ton of mutual friends, but like um, still we're super, super tight. through high school and then we went to different colleges um and had uh very different experiences i like you know felt my oath all through college like found my tribe all that bullshit Um, (laughs) super didn't not her fault had like a really awful um experience and uh ended up dropping out uh and moved home blah 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 now we're both graduated um i'm 22 and uh we're in the same city and uh she we like remained close through college but not super close because we were in separate cities besides so they're like on breaks and stuff like that um but now she's like trying to like rekindle the friendship as it was before um which at first I was totally down with but first few times we hung out I was sort of realized like oh shit like we have like pretty much nothing in common anymore we just have like very di- different life experiences so like once we like updated each other on our lives it was kind of just like what are we doing um so my question is like how do i um communicate to her that like you know i i care about her and i still want to remain friends with her but like i can't really con- she and she's, you know, like, she's never
1: oh, well. oh. Wow.
0: Out with a whimper.
1: I I remember listening to this voicemail, and I do not remember that happening. Um,
0: This person, hopefully, uh, I believe that this person may have tragically passed.
1: (laughs) So our advice might be a little bit too late and also sort of moot at this point. Yeah, it's like if you're
0: walking towards a well or a huge hole in the ground. um, Look down. Pay attention. Walk around it. Um,
1: I'm going to call this person... Disney Plus. And, all the, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Please. Um, because I think for you, for this person, your friend Disney Plus, I think like you represent like probably the last time she was happy. And that is why you have become sort of an important figure in her life. And in much the same way that like I see people posting about Xenon girl of the 21st century. And it's like that you you are not. Honestly, wanting to sit there and watch Xenon, you just sort of want to be reminded of a happier time.
0: Yeah, as of like, as of uh, recording this podcast, I have not allowed myself to download Disney Plus yet because I know I'm I'm fa- like in the thick of this um, no work period of my life, and I am scared of what would happen to me if I were to have access to something like that. Mm-hmm. The emotional I violence I would commit against myself <laughs> <laughs> by somehow hinging, like, my emotional well-being on, like, gotta kick it up being a good movie.
1: <laughs> si <se> puede. Strike. <laughs> <laughs> the color of friendship. Um, speaking of the color of friendship, this friendship, um, I think you need... Here's the thing. I have one really, really good good friend from high school I've talked about it on the podcast before in the context of weddings we've Mm -hmm. both talked about this before about sort of drifting apart from people that you grew up with and I think um, I, I don't know I think maybe be honest with her, be frank about this. Like maybe play her this podcast. Maybe play her this podcast from actually yes. episode one.
0: Yes, and tell her um, of course like five stars, five stars, on iTunes. subscribe, um, tell your friends about it, exactly. and then I think that should fix everything. Everything,
1: <laughs> but maybe I mean just be sort of be honest about like hey like I don't know, and and it's, it's a tough thing to do. I know it's easier said than done, but like um, make I think room for her. As much as you can. But you said, like, she wants it to be the friendship from the past. I think, like, you don't seem averse to being friends with her. Mm -hmm. I just think, like, make it as clear and be honest as possible about, like, hey, this is going to be a different thing. And that's what you kind of have to do with these friendships. It's work. And you also don't
0: have to say yes to hanging out. Like, I have plenty of friends from, like, the past that want to hang out whenever we're in the same city and sometimes... Sometimes I do have time and I just don't want to. So yeah. you just don't have to say yeah. And you don't have to initiate. And then if you're in the mood to see her, initiate. But yeah, you can be open or you can be like me and you can not address it at all.
1: <laughs> wow. Hmm. This is a rare reversal. I feel like you usually have like the more grounded sort of good advice. And <laughs> I have the more like sort of bad like blow your life up advice. And in this case, you are bad.
0: I know. I really – but I I really am like – um, I have, I have maintained a great deal of, uh, French friends from home (laughs) and
1: And I've only maintained one.
0: Yeah. And I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle.
1: I say, be honest, make some space, and um, introduce her to whatever drugs you're doing, and hopefully she'll get cooler. Here we biophysis. go. There it is.
0: <laughs> and now order your, has uh, been restored. That is, I
1: think the <laughs> subtext of this call is that you're doing cooler drugs, she's still just smoking weed, and you sort of <laughs> moved on to harder stuff, and like, I think introduce her to the whatever harder stuff you're doing, and then she will get funner as a result. Okay?
0: Yep. <laughs> Full endorsement
1: from Mitra Jahari, you heard it here first.
0: <laughs> Enthusiastic yup of approval. <laughs> All right.
1: Why don't you take some of that attitude, Mitra, and read this next email?
0: Deal. All right. Oh, I I okay, here we go. Warning. This is petty. I'm a pretty good cook and have been, quote, perfecting my amateur skills for about eight years. Still an amateur? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love cooking for friends and seeing their reactions to my good meals. Okay. Uh, Good meals. I'll be the judge of that. It is not uncommon for me to spend four hours cooking for one dinner party, spending more money than I really should. Starting to think I wrote this. However, I've started to notice I get uncomfortably aggravated when people don't eat my food the way I want them to. They don't want the roasted vegetables in it. Or they overly salt it before tasting, or they don't finish it and eat a bunch of chips and cookies and throw the leftovers away. It's driving me crazy. Here's the question, though How do I let this go? I know for a fact I'm a good cook. I have won competitions, and my girlfriend cannot eat her mother's cooking anymore because it's so much worse. How do I move on? Because they are not the problem. I am. I know. It seems like an unnecessary dig. I'm putting this weight on their and my shoulders for no reason but to stress myself out. I can barely enjoy my own food, and I start viciously critiquing my own cooking. Then I just get depressed. Please help. Sincerely, this person named themselves Sisyphus of Sautéing. So I relate to this on a lot of levels just in terms of like having the ability to make a fun sort of relaxing activity all about Competition mm-hmm. and perfectionism, and like a life ruining event that was mm-hmm. supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely get that.
1: <laughs> okay, and that's that where is you're leading me. I I think you should just stop. I think you just you should only cook for your girlfriend because you've ruined everything else for her. I <laughs> um, mean, you should stick to your little competitions.
0: Yeah, what competitions? Chopped. Chopped. I want to know. I'm. I can't believe, like, i can not believe. I want to know what these amateur competitions camp- are.
1: I hate it when they bring in amateurs on Chopped. Give me the real stuff. Give me the real professional cooks.
3: i never how, seen you Who chopped. know how to
1: plate. Get on it. It's really good. Um, I don't know. I think this person needs to just stop. I it's think It's supposed he's ruining
0: to be it. fun. Like, it's he, supposed
1: to be fun. And until it, it can be again, you need to just cut it out.
0: I love that advice. That's like, I feel like this is something that I really struggle with is like <coughs> making the fun thing not fun anymore. And I never just stop. And that's great advice.
1: Yeah, because here's <laughs> the thing. Because I agree with your friends, buddy. I agree with your fucking friends because yeah. here's the thing i learned this in theater school okay okay get ready i'm ready buckle up okay when you write a play all right and you hit fin dash fin at the end of your play that's it babe it's out of your hands okay there is no such thing as authorial intent okay because then some director is going to say all right this is no longer set in the 1950s. This is set in 2017, and everyone's wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the choice that they have made to interpret your work. And so, babe, if they want to interpret your Brussels sprouts with a little bit more salt, that's their prerogative and they're right. And if that bothers you, that's your problem. You need to stop. Because the whole point is that wrong. your friends
0: are coming over and you're hanging out with each other, and isn't it? And they appreciate you taking the time, but they don't have to like Mm-mm. roasted vegetables. Maybe they're gross.
1: Yeah. We don't know. We it's don't.
0: all subjective, baby. Yeah,
1: Come to the Airwolf Studios, cook for us, and I, we'll, we'll be the judge.
0: Yeah, please. Uh, that sounds great. And until
1: then, <laughs> and until then, fuck off. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We love you. I hope this all works out for you in the end. You just sound, take a
0: break. Take a break. Order a pizza or whatever.
1: You sound great. All Domino's,
0: right. baby. <clears throat> my favorite food.
1: We're going to take another break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Um, And this one is a... This is a deeply troubling voicemail. I I was sort of rocked by it.
0: I haven't been able to stop thinking about this.
1: Kept me up at night. Let's listen to it.
3: Hello, my name is
4: Peter Smith, and I'm a performer in New York City. And I both love your... I love both of your work. (laughs) Um, I am wondering... If you can help me. uh, Because I have. You know. Worked in uh, showbiz for. You know. A while now. And. um, I love seeing shows. I love being in them. But I have yet to. uh, Figure out. A way to get Hamilton tickets. For free. So. Yes. I do know it has shifted out of national, international consciousness. I know that it has, uh, you know, reached a level of stasis, I think, uh, culturally. But I, I've never listened to the soundtrack because I refuse uh, to do so until I see the show. So maybe uh, both of you um, hot people can help me with that. Thank you. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> very specific, very specific, and this, troubling question. We love question. This. We, yeah. lo-
0: we love the specificity of this question. And I, I have some ideas.
1: I have some ideas too. I will say, have you listened to, to Hamilton recently?
0: I have never listened to the soundtrack as well. Okay, wow. Well, <laughs> have you? Yes. Have you seen it? I have. Ah.
1: And I did not pay for it. And that's wow. why I, I, for, for once I am eminently qualified to answer this question. So oh. let's get Peter on the line and let's figure this out together as a group. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Hello, Peter Smith softness. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, can we talk to Peter Smith please? May I ask who's calling. This is Joel Kim Booster
0: and Mitra Mitra Jahari is from
1: here. the Urgent Care podcast. Oh! Oh! Wow! Yeah! Yeah! One second! One second! One second! <laughs> Peter! Hello,
3: it's Peter. Hi, Hi Peter. Dear. Who is that Hi. working the front desk?
1: Is that new? Is that person new? Um, there's the constant
4: rotation of people at the front desk. I believe her name is uh, Sam.
1: Wow. She She's, sounds lovely. She sounds great, and she really took the security of who you know. She didn't just pat patches through. You know, it wasn't in fact, she didn't who you were. Yeah, she asked who we were. But it wasn't until we said the name of our podcast that she was even willing to put us through. Um, Which is good because, like, you know, a lot of people they hear our names and they say, "Oh, right away." They don't even know what we're calling about. Right. So, for her to do that for you is sort of huge. For
0: her to have like so little trust, I think, is huge.
1: Mm -hmm. So, Peter, when you
4: hear a podcast, when you hear a podcast name, kind of doors open.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is a good way to segue into your call and your specific problem. Actually, we just played your
0: voicemail for everybody.
1: We were really, um, we were really sad to hear. Here, um, your question mainly that um, you hadn't been able to see Hamilton specifically for free yet and, even after all your years working in showbiz.
0: And this is a this is a huge problem and I think it's a problem the community needs to rally to address and we have some advice and some thoughts on how to yeah. we wanted to work together to find a solution for you because you deserve to see Hamilton for free.
1: No, first of all, Peter I, I, I would like to challenge sort of your framing of your question which is that Hamilton has reached a stasis in the sort of the the cultural milieu, because I don't think it has. I think Hamilton is bigger and better than ever. Um, I think it's swung sort of back around to being, I think the name on everyone's lips is Hamilton again. (laughs) <laughs>
0: and then I sort of have a different perspective, which is that I think it's pretty cool how hard you're negging the musical Hamilton that you want to <laughs> see for free, <laughs> saying that it's sort of in stasis and that it has shifted out of international consciousness. I think I think if you continue talking shit about the show, then they're going to want you mm-hmm. to come and see it for free so that you they can to prove you wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah. So that's sort of my take on it.
1: Now, why haven't you listened to the soundtrack, Peter?
4: I think I need to experience it live before I can hear it on headphones. You know, what? and is this That's your
0: fair. is this your normal approach to musicals?
4: To then musical theater, asking? yes, me try. That is my normal ap- approach. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Thank you for answering me, Peter Smith.
1: <laughs> yes. Um yes. So, what I will say, Peter, is I think the answer um, you're looking for was sort of in your call already because you started your voicemail very confidently saying you've been working in New York City as a performer in showbiz. Mm. And I think the answer to your question is very clear to me at least, which is in order to see Hamilton for free, you have to at least make it to the second to last rounds of audition to be (laughs) in Hamilton, the musical. And then what they do for everybody is they sort of bring them to the show and they say, it's sort of like the last round thing. They say, this is what you're you're signing on for. And I think that... For you, sort of a seasoned performer, getting to the final callback of Hamilton shouldn't be that big of an issue.
0: It feels like, how has that not happened already?
1: Have you gone in? Have you gone in? Have no, you I have gone in.
4: Uh, no, I have not gone in. No, okay, well...
1: It in, is no. sa- I mean, then... It- <laughs> that
4: King George role seems to be kind of be offer only up until this point, I think. Well, know, why, I are think, I think looking, why are you
1: looking... Why th- are you... This is the problem with you, Peter. This has been always been my problem. <laughs> this has always been my problem with you, at least, is that <laughs> you you set your, your tunnel vision. Tunnel vision in terms of what you want as a performer. You say King George only. Um... I don't know. How about you go in for a chorus role?
0: How about one of the, the, the sisters? Yeah. Eliza.
1: Oh, Mitra, you said you'd never heard it.
0: I, I've heard Sandy Honig, Peter Smith's roommate, sing the name Eliza so many times <laughs> that I'll never not know.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, Mitra, you've never seen it.
0: I've never seen it and I've never heard it either.
1: And here's, and here's where I want to re- reveal to both of you. <laughs> Here's where I want to reveal it to both of you. I have seen it. I saw it on Broadway. Mm. My first Broadway show. First? Hamilton. Oh, never wait. never been able to afford a, Ham- a Broadway show before. And this is how I saw Hamilton for free. I tweeted, I've never seen a Broadway show and I would like to see Hamilton and someone bought me a ticket.
0: Whoa. And DM'd it to me. And Whoa. this was
1: this is this is pre this is pre um blue check this is, pre- this is when I was a nobody, and beyond a nobody. This is, this is just me on Twitter saying randomly, I, I've lived in New York for a year and a half and I've never seen a Broadway show. <laughs> and someone said- Hearing
4: this gives me so much confidence.
1: Yeah, so I think what you need to do is take to Twitter, Peter Smith. Get those okay, little so fingers on the keyboard.
4: Podcast. I'll just type it out to the universe. Yeah. To the Twitter sphere.
1: I'll to, type Twitter it out sphere. to the Twitter sphere. Type it out to the Twitter sphere as as we all know, all the kids are saying, and get it out there. I think actually, and I would pose it to our listeners too. We've we've recently at this point um, reached ten million downloads per episode. <laughs> Half the population of wow the, of the continental US is now downloading it. I know it's huge. <gasps> Thank for you, us. Peter. Thank you. That's
4: awesome. And and, seriously, that's amazing.
1: And I would like to put, <laughs> I would like to put it to them now. Um, find Peter Smith on Twitter.
4: Get yeah, DM me.
1: Not with nudes, with well, a ticket that. to Hamilton.
4: <laughs> nudes, you can do a little tick and then use the tickets to cover up any bits you don't yes. want to be on camera. I, I love, love
0: that. that.
4: And, uh, <laughs> I got a laugh uh, quoting, sound
0: booth, like- <laughs> quoting Peter Smith, love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> love, love that. Love that. All right, well, Peter.
0: Peter um, how do you feel?
1: Do you feel solved? I feel... Fixed? wow I feel
4: uh cared for urgently I feel seen I feel um the problem is solved it's the twitter verse that's I just have to ask the Twitterverse. twitter verse
0: if if someone doesn't get Peter a <clears throat> ticket to Hamilton for free
1: then what are we I, even doing here? I'm gonna
0: be really upset and the show should be canceled if we can't get yeah. Peter Smith one free ticket to see Hamilton that's
4: a great idea I just <laughs>
1: yeah put that in writing it's in writing it's, it's <laughs> Now, Peter Smith, you are uh, a celebrated comedian in New York. Where can people find you?
4: Um... They can find me every Tuesday at the Slipper Room if they're in New York
1: City. If you're oh, in New yeah. York City, do you hear that? There's an incredible uh, stand-up show hosted by Peter Smith and Sandy Honig, another friend of the pod. Um, it's called very, Pig. very fun. It's called Pig. It's at the Slipper Room every Tuesday night in the Lower East Side. It's one of my favorite shows to perform on. It's one so good. Aww.
0: Oh, and this episode will come out before the Bongo Hour, which is a, a variety show hosted by Peter and Sandy at the Slipper Room. Is that on the fifteenth, Peter?
4: That's
0: on the fifteenth.
1: Great. Of what month?
0: December. Or it's
1: on the. No, I actually, actually think this comes 15th. out the day after that. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. We'll, we'll so you just we'll missed the bongo we'll hour, um,
0: <laughs> and it was so
1: good. <laughs> it was so good. Let me tell you, it was so good. It was so it so good, and been. you are devastated to miss it. But Peter, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your question, and I hope we helped. Oh, you did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Sweet dreams, Peter. Bye. Oh, thank you, Peter Smith. We love what you, Peter Smith. Doll. What a doll. We actually came up with off mic an even better plan to get you into Hamilton. I babe. can't, and believe, I can't we believe we didn't we think didn't about this because Post, I've actually yeah.
0: entered myself thousands of times. I,
1: I've it. actually, cr- I learned how to code <laughs> so that I could sort of game the system um, and win this contest. And now I'm going to um, use those powers for credit and help you win this contest, which is, of course, to,
0: to see Samson Hamilton with Chaston
1: Buddha Judge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm that's glad we right. said that in unison because I always uh, panic when I'm about to say that last name. I always,
1: I always panic when I say his first name, honestly. I cannot Chastin. internalize Chaston? Chaston. I can't Chastin. internalize
0: any of it because I can't make myself care. But, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, what
1: a miscalculation to think that anyone would want to see Hamilton with Chaston Boone Judge.
0: But I do want that for Peter. Um, yeah, I mean, that's
1: what Peter wants for Peter, actually.
0: Well, Peter wants a free ticket, and this is a route to a free ticket. So, um, Peter, if
1: you're still listening.
0: We've got We've news got for you, and it's a free ticket to see Hamilton with, with our future
1: that- first bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know their life. Know. <laughs> you should ask. I'm gonna ask. I'm actually gonna. I'm when I go and see Hamilton because actually, you, well, a lot of people don't know this about the contest, but it's not. It's literally for the rest of Hamilton's run.
0: <laughs> Every Jackson single night
1: goes with a different person. <laughs> And so I'll be going one of these nights soon And I'm going to sit next to him And as soon as I hear Eliza (laughs) (laughs) Are you a fucking (laughs) bottom? I'm going to say which way Which way do you go?
0: I'm going to tweet at him once an hour Every hour For the rest of my time Until he actually does
1: become the first man And then Secret (laughs) Service comes and drags you away And locks you (laughs) in the basement of the Pentagon
0: until I come up with the next great American musical. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has uh, been another perfect another episode perfect of Urgent episode Care. perfect episode
1: of Urgent Care.
0: As always, please rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. But rate
1: five stars. Rate five stars. People, again, if you're going to rate one star, continue to leave a review.
0: First and last name and a photo of you or else you are a coward. Coward. Um, and then ask us questions. You can call us at 323-334-0371. And of course, that is 1-800-EAT-SHIT. That's <laughs> 323-334-0371 or urgentcarepod at gmail.com.
1: Flawless. Flawless <laughs> delivery as always. I'm Joel Kim Booster. You can I'm, find me oh, sorry. at I Hate Joel Kim. We've <laughs> never done this, but it feels like it's something that podcast people do. Yeah. I Hate Joel Kim.
0: I'm ah, Mitra Johari at Tweetra uh, Johari. Oh, we can
1: never do this again. That's <laughs> yeah, too Yeah,
0: Tweetra Johari, a name that I regret uh, more and more with every passing moment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, July. Thank you, everyone here at Earwolf.
0: Thank you, Chastin. Thank
1: you, Chastin. Thank, Thank you, Chastin. You. Thank you, India. <laughs> Thank you, Broadway. Thank you. Thank you, am. I- I-